the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Um, on my webpage, alwayswrite.us, which I'm going to continue to promote uh, forever, because uh, I'm very, very proud of the site, and I want you to make it a go-to for conservative news and views. On the news side, right below the exclusive interview I had with Casper, the Ukrainian soldier from uh, uh, literally from the ground in the in the middle of the battlefront, <coughs> excuse me, in Ukraine yesterday. Uh, right below that exclusive interview, you see today's top stories. One of the six top stories that we have listed there is the editorial in the Ohio Press Network. Was Renacy's vote for anti-discrimination in the employment of LGBT, uh, no Q there, just LGBT individuals, a vote for transgender bathrooms? Blystone says yes, but the congressional record says otherwise. Um, the somewhat short story put together by Jack Windsor at the Ohio Press Network reads this way. Blystone has recently made several claims about Renacy's voting record on LGBT and transgender rights while Renacy served in the U.S. House, hold including that Renacy voted for a transgender bathroom bill and voted for the Maloney Amendment that would have withheld energy and water funds from any state that disallowed transgender bathroom choice. Renacy did not vote for a transgender bathroom bill because no such bill came before Congress that specifically dealt with transgender bathrooms. Named for Congressman Sean Maloney, who added it to an energy and water spending bill in 2016, the Maloney Amendment that Blystone references did not explicitly and specifically cover the transgender bathroom issue either. It takes some, this is a quote, all of this is a quote, it takes some constitutional law jujitsu to get to the conclusion that a vote for the amended Maloney Amendment, that's right, it's an amended amendment, is a vote for transgender bathrooms. So that's the somewhat short story from Jack Windsor, and joining us now to react to that is somebody who reacted to that when I asked him to a couple of weeks ago, and that is, of course, Congressman, uh, former Congressman and current gubernatorial candidate Jim Renacci. Congressman, good morning. Good to have you back. How are you? Good morning, Bob. Happy St. Patrick's Day, and congratulations on your third uh, the additional hour. I wish sometimes you were on for four or five hours. I think <laughs> uh, conservative conservative radio is needed more as as we plow through this woke, uh, you know, this woke mentality that we have. Well, that is very much appreciated. I thank you for that. Um, it's the question that won't go away. Before we do this again, and. Uh, you know, as you know, I had Joe Blystone on uh, a couple of weeks ago. Then I had you on the next day responding to what he said and what his people sent me with respect to their their interpretation of this question. Uh, before we get into that again, can you explain something? I've been asking a lot of people this, including Jack Windsor yesterday. Does it seem to you like Joe Blystone is more interested in defeating you to finish second than defeating Mike DeWine to save this state? Because that's what it seems like. Well, you know, it's it's funny to say that because I've been saying that all along. His people say defeating me is a win. And in the end, I, I have no clue where he's coming up with this. I mean, the goal should be to remove Governor DeWine. And the reason I jumped in the race is because I knew he couldn't do it. And it's it's one of the reasons I jumped in. And I've never said anything negative about him, but we're going to start because 
here's a guy who has done nothing but since day one attack me. Now, he did have a guy that used to be on his team that I'll never forget. He was his communications guy who now is one of the people who has filed the case against him for election uh, uh, finance problems. But, but that individual one time called me. I called him and said, why are you attacking me? And his answer was, well, our campaign believes that you're going to win this, so we have to beat you. And I go, that is the most ridiculous statement I could ever hear from a campaign, but it also shows that your campaign has no clue on how to run a campaign. I mean, the goal should always be to defeat the incumbent. But that's the message they've had from day one. I've had people send me emails where, they sh- where, where he had these, these messages where he would say, attack Renacy, attack Renacy, attack Renacy. And it's one of the reasons early on when I got in this race, it was strange because no matter what I would say, it would seem like I would get 100 people coming after me on, on my social media. And I'm thinking, what is going on here? But yeah, that was his campaign. His campaign is built to defeat Jim Renacy. It's not built to defeat uh, Mike DeWine, and that's and that is a serious problem. Yeah, and and it's it it just it defies common sense in my view because he has made several statements, has Mr. Blystone, that he really wants Mike DeWine out of office, and I share that view. I said to him, "You share that view. On that, you guys agree. Mike DeWine has got to go." And yet, rather than campaigning on a daily basis and condemning and criticizing Mike DeWine for his actions as governor, he would rather criticize you for a vote as a Congress member from six years ago, um, as, as if this is the determining and deciding factor for the fate of Ohioans. And I just don't understand why. So I, I just wanted to get you on the record as to what you think about his reasons for attacking you on this now we'll get into the nuts and bolts as much as you wish obviously jack windsor wrote a very very lengthy deep dive into all of the language of the bill the amendment the amendment to the amendment including the uh uh uh, uh, uh amendments involving the first amendment the 14th amendment and article one of the constitution that changed everything I mean, Congressman, you talked to me about all of this a few weeks ago, or a couple of weeks ago anyway, and now Jack has written about it. What is your response? Does this finally put it to bed, in your opinion? Well, it should put it to bed, but the, the problem with uh, Joe Blystone is he, he's, running on a can- he's running on a really a false campaign. Let's face it, he came out day one against Jim Renese, and here is his four things. Jim Renese's a rhino. Uh, Jim Renese's a millionaire. Jim Renese voted for transgender bathrooms, and Jim Renese voted for gun control. So that's all he's ever said. Well, voted for gun control got knocked right out of the gate because he was actually talking a bill that I voted against. So once, once he learned of that, he couldn't use it anymore. So he quit talking about it. But the transgender bathroom issue, he, keep, he kept talking about, and it finally came to a conclusion that he was lying. And then, of course, we were on your show, and he came to a conclusion, and most people came to a conclusion he was lying, and, uh, and, and now Jack Windsor has pretty well put it out there that he has lied. And, and even after all of this, you know, he comes out and says, well, and I, and, and I saw a post that he basically says, well, Jim Renese voted against all, uh, against, different than all other Republicans in Ohio for that vote. And my response is, I don't care. I know what I was voting for. I was in the trenches at that time trying to protect, trying to protect religious freedoms. And let's face it, a lot of people in Washington are wishy-washy. They don't want to get into certain fights. We were in a fight there. We were protecting religious freedoms. And if that bill 
if that amended Maloney Amendment would have passed, it would have protected religious freedoms. And today, quite frankly, we still have an executive order that does not protect religious freedoms. We have a religious, we have an executive order that Maloney was trying to codify that uh, protects classes of people from hiring and firing discrimination. Donald Trump did not pull it down. It stayed in place all during the Donald Trump years. It stays in place today. And the problem is religious freedoms are not protected. And that was our goal. And sometimes people don't want to get into a fight, but I did. And I wanted to get into a fight to protect religious freedom. So I'm proud of that, what we tried to get accomplished there. Um, it was a clearly a bridge too far, as even Jack Windsor stated, to say that I was voting for transgender bathrooms when there were actually two other amendments in the bill that killed off transgender bathroom funding. So that's how far it was. But again, this is this campaign of his is based on lies. I don't know where he goes from now. Yes, I am a millionaire, but I started off probably so much poorer than him. So is he, by yeah, the way. So is he. <laughs> so is he. I mean, most people don't realize his farm. If you go back to the transfer of his farm from his deceased wife, it was a three and a half million dollar transfer. And that was back 15 years ago. So let's assume Lamb's got more. He's he's a multimillionaire where. Well, and then his other thing is he calls me a rhino. Well, guess what? You're a rhino now. Jordan's a rhino. Davidson's a rhino. Vitaly's a rhino. Gross. Jennifer Gross is a rhino. And what's even worse uh, is that last night he was at an event. Where I got phone calls that he actually said that conservatives should not be elected anymore. I mean, what is this guy's message? So it, in, in Erie County last night at Sandusky, in front of a 25 people, he said that he's sick and tired, that conservatives now should not be elected anymore because they're not strong enough. It seems like the only person in the entire world that believes he can fix it is himself, and he's the only one that believes that because he has now thrown Jordan, Davidson, Vitality, Gross, you. I'm surprised he, he, he hasn't got Windsor yet, but I'm sure Jack will be a rhino here real soon as well. There's no doubt about it. Um, we're talking to Jim Renacci, Congressman Jim Renacci, gubernatorial candidate Jim Renacci. Yeah, I'm more than a rhino. I'm fake news, too. He wrote uh, on his uh, Facebook after our interview, uh, and then after I interviewed you, he wrote, I discredit Bob France as a true broadcaster with integrity. After sending him J.R.'s congressional vote on the Maloney Amendment, he still refused to hold J.R. accountable for his woke leftist ideology. He's not even called you a rhino anymore. You're a woke leftist. I knew Bob was good buds with JR, but not to the level of dishonesty. The people are done with lying fake media like Bob France. So I'm curious. So, so I'm fake media. I'm, uh, you're a woke leftist and we shouldn't try to elect conservatives. I wonder what's left. I mean, seriously, what, what is left? And if all of these conservative individuals who are, you know, either prominent in my case or leaders in your case, I'm not a leader, I'm not elected to anything, but if all of these conservative minds in Ohio are all kind of going in the same direction, what direction is he going since he seems to be on the outs with all of us? Well, look, one of the things I've said, Bob, is that everybody has a record, and he has a record, too, and, and, and so does Mike DeWine. And we should be looking at everybody's record. Mike DeWine has a horrible record. It's a record of, you know, uh, taking... Uh, constitutional rights away from us, uh, increasing government, he's uh, increased taxes, all of those things. But so does Joe Blystone. I mean, Joe Blystone, if, if the Blystone supporters really look at his record, he didn't pay overtime 
to employees at his business, and he's now under investigation. He's under investigation for repackaging meat, which is um, an issue that is, is pretty interesting. He filed personal bankruptcy. He hates the government, yet he took his wife was on Medicaid, and he takes farm subsidies, and he took PPP money. So you hate the government, but you take from them. Um, he, he used Dr. Frank as a prop to raise money. He didn't report donations over $25. That's a, of record. He didn't uh, report donations, uh, didn't keep records of donations under $25. Those are things you need to do to run for governor, but he didn't do it. He's being investigated by the FBI. He's used some crazy pop-up kits to hide donations, which is going to be under investigation. He says he's a man of faith. But he, but he admitted the other night on the radio that he doesn't go to church and he doesn't have a church family. He's lied about transgender bathrooms, which we know now. He's not, voting, he's not voted in multiple elections over the last 10 years. He never supported Trump. The one interesting thing is, um, you know, Brad Parscale's on my team, and Brad Parscale went back, and not one uh, support, not one, he, he bought a shirt, I think, for $25, but he never showed up a rally, never did anything for Trump, never donated, never volunteered, yet he's a Trump guy. And what's really frustrating, and, and I tell people this, you, when you say you're pro-life, you normally have a record. Uh, before I ever got to Congress, I had a record of supporting my church, supporting you know, life chains, supporting pregnancy centers. I had a record. I was a pro-life person long before I ran for office. And by the way, I was a pro-Second Amendment person as well long before I ever I was a life member of the NRA. I, sh I had multiple guns. I was those things before I ran for office. And what I tell people is you, you need to evaluate all the candidates. Mike DeWine, he is not pro-life. You cannot be a pro-life candidate and hire a medical director who's pro-abortion and then not fight to close abortion facilities. He's lost that card. Yeah. You know, he's not pro-gun. You can't say that you're going to not sign constitutional carry and that you're going to push for red flag laws just two years ago and then sign constitutional carry and say I'm pro-gun, just like Joe Blystone. What's his record? Jim Renacci has a strong record, and I'll stand for that record well, um, you, uh, at any point in time. You just, yeah, you ran through some of his record. Obviously not in elected office, he hasn't been, but a lot of important things that do need to be known by voters. I want to take a time out here, uh, Mr. Renacci, because there are questions that some of our listeners have for you. I asked them to submit them via my website, and they have done so. So I want to let you hear those and respond to a couple of those. These are voters who are going to make up their minds based on some of the things they're hearing right now. So if you could hold with me for a moment, we'll come right back and continue with Jim Renacci, always right on AM 1420, The Answer. Eleven twenty-five now, AM fourteen twenty. The answer. Continuing our conversation with Jim Renacci, gubernatorial candidate. I've been asking people to ask your questions of Jim Renacci via my website, alwayswrite.us. Click the sound off button and record your question for Mr. Renacci. That's the way this works. And uh, Jim, if you're ready, let's go ahead and uh, and listen to this one. Hey, Jim, if you're elected governor, will you finally do something about changing how public schools are funded? Uh, it's been unconstitutional for some time now, and all I hear every year, not twice or three times a year, is, Oh, God, the schools are broke. Please send more money. Our children are our future. It, I'm tired of it. It's, it's the Parma. To live in Parma, it's over now about $300 a month. I'm sick of it. Congressman Renacci, what about funding of schools? 
Well, uh, to answer that question, look, schools will be a, one of our top priorities. Not only do not only do we want to remove um, some of the woke education like CRT, social emotional learning, and um, uh, sex education, comprehensive sex education. Those three things have to be removed. We have to get back to um, the education, reading, writing, arithmetic, and history. At the same time, our plan, and I've said this publicly, our plan is to support a backpack-type program that allows people to choose. And I've also said that we're going to, and I don't have all the answers, and I said we are going to come together and come up with a constitutional funding mechanism for our school system. Now, I will tell you, I, sent that, I said that in front of Matt Dolan at an event last week, and Matt came running up to me and said, you're wrong. We are funding constitutionally already. People say that all the time, and it's not true. And I said, well, Matt, if we are funding constitutionally, then there shouldn't be a problem if we look into it and make sure that we are funding constitutional. So I've already been on record that, yes, that will be one of our top priorities, education, and that is in the priority of making sure that we fund, we have a funding mechanism that's constitutional. That one was Daniel in Parma. This is Dan in Cuyahoga Falls. Hey, Bob, I was wondering when you talked to Jim Renese, if you could ask him if he plans on joining the conventions of states, if he's elected governor, so that we can rein in this crazy runaway federal government of ours. Um, thanks for asking him the question. All right. Thank you, Dan. I appreciate that. Congressman, are you familiar? I'm sure you're familiar with any thoughts on the convention of states. Well, uh, Dan, uh, to answer your question directly, one of the reasons I left Washington, because it is broken, one of the things I said is we need to have strong state governors, and one of the things I've also said is that we need to have a governor who believes in the Convention of States and changing the Constitution in two areas for sure. One is we have to have term limits, and two, we have to have a balanced budget. I I think in the end what we need to do is make sure that there are at least 39 states that all agree that those two things at a minimum have to be done, and then we have to have a convention to get those two things done. If you want to fix Washington, those two things do it. Uh, There are other things that can be done, don't get me wrong, but if we can do term limits and we can require a balanced budget, it will stick Washington in a point where it has to work and it can't spend this money and have a runaway debt like it does right now. I'm up against the bottom of the hour. I can't play any more questions for you. So I'm going to ask you just to make a statement, if you could, to put this entire thing. I would like the rest of this primary campaign. And by the way, I didn't even ask you about the fact that we don't have a a, a primary date now because last night Maureen O'Connor joined with the Democrats again and uh, rejected the district voting, uh, district lines rather. So I don't even know if we're going to have a primary on May 3rd. It doesn't look like it. Does that change your calculus at all about how you campaign from this point? Well, I came out this morning, Bob, and said this. Number one, uh, Republicans are to blame as well as Democrats. Republicans decided to take the power away from the elected officials and put it into a commission, which now is not working. I didn't agree with that in 2017, but that's what Republicans wanted. Now that we have it, it's failed. What we should do is move the primary all the way to August. I was not planning on doing that, but we should do it because we should not have two primaries. If this legislature determines we're going to have two primaries, that means it costs taxpayers between 20 and $30 million to do it. Shame on them. If they do that, when there's homeless veterans who could use that 20 or $30 million versus spending it on a primary, 
uh, two, two primaries in this election cycle. So I would believe that I hope someone of sense, which is what we need in Columbus, says we need to move the primary to August 3rd because we're going to have to go through a whole bunch of court gyrations to get this done. But let's use common sense and let's protect our taxpayers. We should not have two primaries. Let's do it right and let's work toward a much later primary. Well, yes, it changes our it, it changes what we do, but you know, at least we we need certainty and predictability. I don't disagree with you, but I don't know if I can handle 5 months of more questions about your vote in 2016 on the Maloney amendment. So, <laughs> can you wrap can you wrap this interview just put it to bed your stance uh then and now on transgender bathrooms and privacy for 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 girls in their own spaces? Yeah, well, I can tell you then and now I've always said the same things. I do not support transgender bathrooms. I didn't then. I don't now. I have a record that shows that I didn't back then. And I would also tell you that I do not believe that men should be competing in women's sports. I know I've got blame for that, too. But that issue wasn't even an issue in when I was in Congress. But let me say, I would, I would say, I would step up as a leader as a governor and say, we, I don't care whether it's the NCAA like DeWine said or whatever. As a leader, you say men should not compete in women's sports, and we need that out. And I would ask and demand and request the legislature to support me on that as well. There are governors who are saying that in their states. Ours is just not one of them. So it would be nice to get somebody to do that. Uh, I, can't, I always call you congressman because of habit, but right now we want to call you Mr. Renacy because your focus is on the gubernatorial race. Mr. Renacy, thank you for the time. God bless. I appreciate it. Thank you. You have a great day. You too. And I want to make this very known, very publicly, by the way. Joe Blystone, doors open. You just heard from Jim Renacy again. I'll be happy to put you back on as well. Equal time rules apply here and everywhere. So, Joe, uh, Joe Blystone, you want to respond to any of that and respond to Jack Windsor's report and take some more questions, you have an open invitation. I'll be back after the news. This hour of Always Right with Bob France is brought to you by Floor King and Keeping Medicare Simple. Yeah, that's loyalty right there. That's my pair of kings. That's a great hand. The only thing beats it is aces, but I'll take my pair of kings and put them up against your hand any day. Floor King and Mark King from Keeping Medicare Simple. Uh, I'm going to go back to the phones now, and I want to bring John onto the line. This isn't just any John. This is John Stover, our good friend from Ohio Value Voters. Hey, John, good morning. Good morning, Bob. What's on your mind today? Well, you know, I, um, uh, first of all, uh, congratulations on your, uh, on your third hour. Thank you know, you so uh, thing that you had, uh, thing that you had, uh, representative, uh, uh, representative Jim Renacci on, you know, I just wanted to add a few comments. You know, it was not difficult for our organization, Ohio Value Voters, our six board members, when we, uh, discussed an endorsement to endorse, uh, Jim Renacci. You know, we, uh, we had um, a questionnaire that went out to all those that are running, including Mike DeWine, who, by the way, did not return our questionnaire and, I can understand why, because there were some very difficult questions that he would have had to have answered, and he could not have answered them correctly. Um, you know, hopefully this transgender uh, bathroom nonsense is put to bed. 
Jim Renacci is the only one that I uh, am aware of out of the uh, four candidates running for governor that basically came out and said, uh, first thing that I would request from the General Assembly is that they take House Bill 61, Save Women's Sports Act, which keeps transgender men from competing in women's sports. Send it to me. I want to sign it. You know, uh, Mike DeWine, Bob, had the opportunity back in June. The Senate was in the process of sending it to his office. Guess what? The Senate didn't send it because uh, he planned to veto it. Basically, uh, is not in support of it. You know, one of the things regarding Joe Blystone's uh, interview that you had with him on February 22nd, and I, and I picked this up whenever I listened uh, uh, real-life time as to the questions were being posed, but you asked him, uh, some specific questions about the campaign finance. And one of the things that concerned me was at the 320 mark. And you go back and you pick this up. And, you know, if he, if he is inclined to come back on your show, which I, you know, I doubt that he will. But if he does, you know, one of the comments that he made at the 320 mark was that uh, was this. And this is a quote. He says, I'm a farmer. What the heck did I know about running a campaign? Well, yeah, that all sounds good, Bob, but... You know, if this man, unfortunately, if he was to become our governor, what's he going to do? Two months down the road, he's got a uh, a major problem, and he says, well, I'm just a farmer. What the heck did I know about uh, serving as governor? Or better yet, uh, you know, if, if he can't handle a campaign finance report, how in the world is he going to be able to handle tens of billions of dollars that uh, his office is responsible for when it comes to presenting a budget to the General Assembly? You know, your friend of mine, Bob, uh, and, and uh uh, close this uh, real quickly here. I know you're uh, short on time, but you know Dave Yost issued a motion to dismiss a uh, political maneuver, a uh, legal maneuver that um, Joe Blystone and his attorney attempted to pull regarding the Elections Commission ruling. They had a preliminary hearing regarding his campaign finance report. Um, they voted to take it to a full hearing. It was a unanimous vote. And what does uh, Mr. Blystone do? He files in Common Pleas Court in Franklin County a motion to dismiss the complaint. And uh, right now it's tied up in courts. I've spoken to legal counsel with the Elections Commission, and basically what they've said, we're, do- we're doing nothing until we're uh, directed to by the courts. So, you know, justice um, denied in this case is certainly obvious uh, because it's not timely, and I'm sure that he's hopeful that this will be driven well past the primary. Well, it may be even with a uh, new August uh, date for the primary. Yeah, well, you know what? That, that's a lot of great information, and I appreciate your explanation of uh, where the Ohio Value Voters Board is coming from and why they made the decision that they did. And these are good questions, and if I get Mr. Blystone back on, I will ask him, you know, because I thought the same thing. If your answer to 51 pages of allegations of campaign finance fraud uh, or violations anyway is, well, I'm a farmer. What do I know about running a campaign? I, I agree with you. My first question is, well, if I'm a farmer, I don't know anything about running a campaign. How do you know anything about running a state? Uh, and the answer would be, yeah, get some smart people around you. Well, what are what are the people around yes. you doing? Well, his running mate, his first one that he put around him, ran. <laughs> running mate ran away and left. Um, his campaign chair, Sarah Chambers, seeing all of this stuff, ran away as well. So if you don't know what you're doing, you get people who do know what they're doing around you, and that's something that, well, quite frankly, I don't know that he has necessarily done to this point. So I would love to ask him that question and hopefully put the rest of this uh, stuff to bed. If we're going to hear more in this primary for five more months, I don't want to hear any more about trans bathrooms. I want to hear about Ohio policy and what's going on in this broken state under Mike DeWine. So 
John, hey, Bob, Bob, one yeah. last thing. Bob, yeah. one last thing. Uh, uh, a good friend of yours and mine, Christine Hagen, you may have seen, she was just recently appointed to the Elections Commission. I saw uh, that. Next time you yeah. have her on, ask her Ask her uh, just uh, where this uh, complaint is relative to the uh, campaign finance. She'll, she'll be on tomorrow, Biden. John. Yeah, I'm glad you brought it up. She's my regular Friday guest at 1035, so she will be on tomorrow, and we're going to talk about her appointment and, yes, about uh, you know where things stand with respect to the upcoming primary election or the now-delayed primary election. So uh, great point, and I look forward to that conversation. John, thank you for the call. Thank you, Bob. John Stover, Ohio Value Voters, wanted to get in after he heard Jim Renacci, who is uh, OVV's Ohio Value Voters endorsed candidate for governor. Uh, and I really do. I really hope that Jack Windsor's great work on the Ohio Press Network on this story, along with the conversations I've had with Blystone and now Renacci, and maybe Blystone again, uh, I really hope that all of this is put to bed. And let's focus on what's best for Ohio. And what's best for Ohio, in my mind, is getting Mike DeWine out of it. Well, he can stay in the state if he wants, just not where he currently resides. Not in that governor's mansion or not in that office. Uh, thanks to everybody. Thanks to all of the guests. Tom Sawastowski. Thanks to Jim Renacci. Thanks to Everett Piper. Thanks to our crew. And thanks to you for listening and being a part of the show. Enjoy Have a great day. Enjoy St. Patrick's Day safely. And let's go, Brandon. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.